Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Text the show anytime on the SENSA text line 0427 154 166. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, good morning to you here on Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. We're at SEN's Studio Lumo, right in the heart of the city on number one King William Street. Uh, good morning to you all. Now, we've got a big show coming up, obviously the first or second test uh, in Delhi at the moment. Our Aussies, uh, 260 with the bat uh, and the Indians have just started their first innings, so uh, plenty to to discuss there. The Crows and Port have just had internal trial matches last night uh, at Richmond Oval and Alberton respectively. So we're going to deep dive into those two games and we're going to do that right now. So Tommy, you uh, are going to cover some of the Crows points. Uh, You were going to head down there uh, (laughs) at one stage, but then uh, decided to do a U-bolt because you found out that uh, it was uh, streamed live on uh, on the internet. So you you watched it online. Yeah, and I thought it would be better because you you have the – you know, cameras close up and I can sit in the comfort of my own dressing gown and, you know, eat something and save me the, the half-hour drive as well. But, yeah, I, I did um, watch it and it was a fascinating watch. They obviously had the uh, probables versus the possibles. So they played that, did they? They played yeah. a, a stronger outfit versus a... I'm not going to say weaker outfit, but say an AFL side via Sanford side. Pretty much. But then as the game wore on, they swapped and changed. And, you know, you can't, you couldn't, by the end, you couldn't tell who started where. And it was a lot of game scenarios as well. So about halfway through the second or near the end of the second quarter, they had five minutes to go. They changed the scores so that the probables were down by about nine points. And they had to play sort of Formula One footy to try and, get that uh, couple of goals and win. So there was a lot of playing around, but I've got a couple of takeaways. I'll start with a game style change that I noticed that uh, there was a definite effort with the ball movement to use sort of angular and short passes going inside 50. So last year, obviously the that kick inside 50 was a real issue for Adelaide and we can definitely, I could definitely see a concerted effort there. And um, someone who was quite good at it was Luke Pedler. Okay, so he there's been a lot of talk about Luke Pedler yeah. over this preseason. Obviously, he's had some some injury issues over the last couple of years. Obviously, extremely talented mm. uh, first round pick, uh, and they'd been talking him up a lot. But playing as that half forward uh, hasn't quite broken it into the midfield. Still, could be yep. in the midfield and and pinch it in there, but has aimed to cement a spot as a that half forward. So he was playing that role yesterday exactly so he's playing the half forward role and gee he had a great kick like his left foot was awesome he kicked a couple of goals I think as well and I reckon he's going to be a feature this year he just looked comfortable because it's hard to come in and play the half forward role particularly if you are a mid looks like he's got it down pat and then he's going to work his way 
towards the midfield as it goes along. And the other game style change I noticed, um, last year Adelaide would use their half forwards like Ned McHenry and, and Lockie Murphy would come really high up the field and kind of help out at stoppages and not really be, and I, I think that's due to their skills as McHenry's not really a, a forward pocket who can crumb the ball as well. Um, so it was out of necessity, but and this time both sides kept their half forwards quite deep rather than running up to the stoppage. So okay. what does that even mean? So that's, that means, I mean, if you're going to play an extra at the stoppage, yeah. uh, usually if it's up the ground a bit, usually your defender just drops off and plays yeah. with a, an extra defender. So you've got five forwards on six defenders, but you'll yeah. have an extra at the stoppage. So if you win the stoppage, if you can't chain out and use that number to then take ground, if you just get it, you might win the stoppage, but and you might just boot Tom it Stewart. and then you, you kick it straight to the spare. So maybe they're playing around with with that and yeah. thinking about that, thinking that maybe that spare that they played against over the last year or two might have been hurting them on rebound too much. Mm. So as I said, sometimes the stats can lie to you a bit saying, oh, geez, we're actually winning stoppage here. We're going well, but how effective are those stoppages? Are we just winning them and kicking it back to the opposition and they're just slingshotting and generating Ford 50 entries right. off the back of that. So maybe they're just playing around with that a little bit. Yeah, that that was interesting to see that. And now, so the kids, this is what was very exciting about yesterday. So just a few of the young ones. Zach Taylor showed some incredible evasiveness. I reckon in the next couple of years, he's going to bob up as a midfielder. He bounced off three tacklers and burst away. So what side was he playing in? He was playing in the Possibles. Possibles. Yeah. Okay. And uh, position? Mid, forward mid, yep. I reckon. He was floating forward, but yep. uh, genuine. He was starting in the middle as well. Uh, he was really good. Obviously, I mentioned Pedler. He was fantastic. Now, the ones where fans, the obvious ones where fans would notice is that Rochelle and Rankin were just rolled gold, smooth, everything that you would hope for from them. And they started in the midfield a lot. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. There's been a lot of speculation, a lot of rumours mm. and um, expectations that one of those guys gets through the midfield and them swapping potentially, or one of those guys in the midfield at any given time. So uh, is that how it played out? Was it was it sort of not both of them were in there at the same time? Correct. Did one of them spend time at, in the mids, one half forward, and were they just swapping? Were they in there at all together? Uh, how did that sort of dynamic look? They seemed constantly rotating. So yep. a, a lot of the centre square bounces either had Rankin or either had Rochelle. Yep. And and a lot of times one of them would get the clearance and Rankin had a really nice clearance out of the middle where he burst away really smooth, played that coming roll. Uh, not the coming roll, the crumbing roll. <laughs> Depends who you speak <laughs> Depends, to. Depends, well, yeah, a few rumours going around, <laughs> but... Uh, Oh, <laughs> uh, golly. He uh, certainly played that role very well. I think you're just getting excited. Yeah, uh, yeah. About, I think uh, I was. He's um, kicked five goals. Uh, yeah. You're, you're just a bit. You're I'm, happy, I'm just happy a Crows fan. hot mess right here <laughs> watching Rankin play that coming role. Um, <laughs> he kicked five goals. He was incredible. Uh, I've got to ask you, how do they, uh, when you're a team and, and asked to do that role, how do they know when to do that, like go into the middle? Do they say to them, all right, at the beginning of every quarter, you're going to start in the middle, then roll forwards, or they communicate it on the field? How, how does it work? Yeah, it's, it's something that they would have trained, and mm -hmm. you need to have some sort of idea of, of how it works and when it works. But, yeah, usually it, 
it's up to the players as well. Um, sometimes there might be a, a set time limit, roughly, that you, you might go for the first six minutes and then look to swap forward. But, um, you know, there might be times where you have, in the first two to three minutes, you might have four or five or six multiple efforts that mm. you're just gassed and then you just head down and swap <laughs> within two or three minutes. So it can yeah. change depending on scenarios. But, yeah, it would be a pre-planned thing. Going into the game, you would know roughly this is how long I'm going to spend as a mid then if there's a Ford 50 stoppage, we can just do a quick change. And yeah. if it's Rankin starting in there, he'd come forward. Rochelle, he'd just uh, fold into the midfield uh, and do his thing. Interesting. So that's uh, highly exciting. The Rankin, Rochelle, they're going to be great. Saligo was nice and clean. Nothing um, out of the box, but, you know, it's the beginning of the year. Another one, uh, Schoenberg in the third quarter. He was basically the best on in the third quarter. His burst away was awesome. And um, his body looked a little bit harder. Maybe he's eaten a few less cheeseburgers over the summer. <laughs> he was... Looking fit. So he looks like he's got to put put a bit of size on, a bit more yeah. strength. More more just a hardness, like yep. just like more muscular yep. and um and strong. Well he hasn't he's never been one to shy away from the contest, is uh Harry Schomberg. Yeah. So um He's never taken a backward step. So that's uh, encouraging to see that uh, he looks a bit fitter, looks a bit stronger. Yeah. Uh and if he's ripped that third quarter apart, that's uh, that's a good sign for him. Absolutely, he he's my smoky for one day of Brownlow. I reckon for Adelaide. Wow, uh, yeah, I know. Call. Dream big. He's got a little. He thinks laterally. You know, like some players might try to take the ball at certain stages. He'll tap it to uh, to an angle, or he I, he thinks sort of out of the box with some stuff. But of course, with some of those youngsters that shined, the one I really worry about is Ned McHenry, where he's gonna end up with all those top small forwards. You know, going in there, I ask you, Price, do you see Ned McHenry thriving this year? And secondly, do you see him even on Adelaide's list in the next couple of years? Just for the listeners, uh, was he in the probables or possibles? Possibles. Possibles. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, we, we knew once Rankin come on board, obviously Rochelle's year last year, Sloan coming back into the mix, where does he play? That that sort of half-forward, small-crumbing position would be a tough spot to break yeah. into. And, and Ned Ned certainly plays or has played that role in the last couple of years. It, it can be that high half-forward role, and Luke Peddler is the other one that's, yeah. that's shown that he, he can play there as well. So it, it it is an extremely hard position to play, that, that high half-forward role, and you need to be extremely fit. So that is an advantage that Ned has. He... He'd be in the top three or four, if not top two, um, 2K time trials. He's extremely fit and you need to be, you need to have that base to be able to run up mm. and down. Um, probably his skills probably aren't as polished as your, your Rankins and your, and your Rochelle's mm. and you, you said Luke Pedler kicks the ball really well. So, I mean, that's going to probably be something he's going to have to yeah. work against them um, with, but um, he gives unbelievable effort. He's hard, yeah. he's tenacious, so it's going to be hard for him, I think, to, to keep his spot in the side at the moment. Not to saying that, that he won't be able to do that going forward, but uh, I think if you put their best 22 on paper, mm. I think he's probably squeezed out at the moment. One thing he's got going for him is he is the coach's pet. Matthew Nix loves him for his effort, and maybe he's got to find – you know, he was recruited more as a mid. Maybe he's got to find a role on the wing or somewhere just – 
giving those little dis- distributions going into the Ford 50. Another one who looked good, Sloan, looks healthy. He was running from behind, so it looks like he's going to find a spot in the half-back line. And uh, Matty Crouch, the jury is still out. He had some of his power back in his legs, but it seemed like he was just moving the ball sort of backwards, sideways a bit. Possible probables was Matty in? He was in both. Okay. So, Oh, don't know where he's going to land, but okay. he, he, yes, jury's still out. He kind of he looked fit though, moving well, pushing through stoppage, but his ball movement still wasn't quite there for me. Uh, let us know if you caught any of the trial, what your thoughts were on oh four two seven one five four one double six. We've got to get a uh, to a news break, Bryce, and we're going to come back next with Port's internal trial. Yourself and Daniel Norton from Port Adelaide are going to run us through it. You're listening to Saturdays in SA with Tom Lyon and Bryce Gibbs.